You know, you dance with the devil, you play with fire. In Exodus 14, 31, it says, And when the Israelites saw the mighty hand of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians at the Red Sea, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him. Now, is this the kind of move it's going to take for you? Because if you remember, the Israelites were running for their lives. Millions of them running for their lives, being chased by the Egyptians. And Moses held up the rod, and the Red Sea split. And they all got through. And then he told them, look back. And as all the Egyptians entered the sea, the God just turned the Red Sea and devoured them. So they put their trust in God. But they needed to see that kind of thing. Do you need to see that? First John 4.18 There is no fear in love but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment and no one who fears is made perfect in love. In the book of Acts 9.31 when the church throughout Judea Galilee, Samaria enjoyed a time of peace and strengthened living in the fear of the Lord, encouraged by the Holy Spirit and increased by numbers. Fear also means profound reverence and awe especially towards God. To have that reverence, to have that awe of God. The fear of the Lord is an attitude of reverence. It's an attitude of awe. And that his people should show him because they love him and respect his power and his greatness. And if you remember in that book of Acts, Ananias and Sapphira, they came into the, to the temple the church and they gave their offerings but they lied about their offerings they lied about how much money they, they lied completely about how much money they made and God struck them dead right there on the spot they just dropped I'm glad that doesn't happen often today <laughs> that when you lie to God, he just boop. Down you go. God but Jesus. I think that's right. That's one person I'm never lying to. So then comes how do we grow in this fear? Is this fear of the Lord? Psalm 34, 11 tells us, Come, my children, listen to me, and I will teach you. 
the fear of the Lord. John Bunyan wrote, For as man drinketh good, good doctrine into his soul, so he feareth the Lord. If he drinks in much, and fears him greatly. If he drinks in little, he fears him little. If he drinks not at all, he fears him not at all. What's he saying? If you're not putting God's word into you, if you're not trusting the Lord, if you're not giving him the reverence and the awe, and you're not just swallowed up and want more and more of God, the more of God you want, the closer of God you get. And the more you see what a powerful, awesome God can do. And the more you see what God can actually do, the more you fear him. The more you hold reverence to him. So you know fearing the Lord is something that can be learned. It doesn't just mean you grew up in it. Oh, I fear the Lord today. No, you can be taught that. We can grow that way. That's what Jesus did with the disciples. He taught them. We do it. We have Bible studies. We have group sessions. Why? To teach the word of God. To instill a fear of God in us. Studying his word is the most important thing we can do. Yes. Psalm 36, verse 1 and 2. I have a message from God in my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before their eyes. In their eyes, they flatter themselves too much to detect the hate or the sin. What's he talking about? Talking about these people that go around sinning and they, they look the look in their eye, they're just satisfying themselves. They're all hung up on themselves. They're living life for themselves and they're not seeing the sin that they're doing. They're not seeing the hatred that they're creating. Romans 3.14 says, their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness and their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery and mark their ways. In the way of peace they do not know. There is no fear of God before their eyes. People who continue to sin have no fear of God. It just rolls over like a snowball, getting bigger and bigger, and they just don't see it. They don't see what they're doing. They don't see the friends they have as sinful. And, you know, it's one thing to have friends, but if they're going to lead you down a road of sin, they're no good for you. They're no good at all. Isaiah 40, verse 28. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is an everlasting God. The creator of the, all of the earth. He never grows weak. He never grows weary. No one can measure up to the depths of his understanding. Do you know how awesome that is? That you're actually a son or a daughter of the King of Kings, of the Lord of Lords, the one that created all the earth, the one that can stand before you and just extinguish you or let you go. 
He has all power. He has all understanding. And those that love him and those that fear him, he gives you more authority and more power to do his work here on earth. That's what it's all about, doing the work of the Lord. I mean, you understand who God is, right? I mean, he's not this picture on the wall. He is the wall. He's not the tree or a picture of a tree. He is the tree. He created all things. He created that beautiful baby that we dedicated this morning. He created Marianne's beautiful child. I got to see her for a brief moment as she came in. Don't you just stand in awe of God? You don't you? Aren't you an absolute reverence and fear and awe of this awesome God we serve? How will fearing God affect our lives? Deuteronomy puts it this way, Deuteronomy 10. And now Israel... What does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and you live in a way that pleases him. So now we go around thinking, well, uh, well, I did that, but I, I, I'm not sure that pleased God. Well, then you don't really have fear of God. You want everything you do to be pleasing to God. We tend to fight with our flesh so much, and there's times our flesh just takes over that we don't do a thing for weeks to please God. And you need to get down on your knees, and you need to truly repent, and you need to truly ask God his forgiveness and do what pleases him. The fear of God leads to a holy life. Exodus 20, 20. Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. God has come to test you, so the fear of God will be with you and keep you from sinning. Don't be afraid. God's coming to test you. And he has tested people. He's tested people in this church and every other church. Some fall short. Some achieve it. Proverbs 7, 3, 7 says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. Amen. Proverbs 8, 13. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. Amen. But some of us like to dance that fine line. Walk down that fence. What's the old saying? Spend Sunday with God and the rest of the week with the devil. Proverbs 16, 6. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. You have control. It's up to you. 2 Corinthians 7, 1. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves 
from all filthiness of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Fear is so important. Fear of God leads to radical, radical obedience. In Genesis 22, 12, you hear the words, do not lay the hand on the boys, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Now this is Abraham when he took Isaac up on Mount Moriah. And what happened there was Isaac, Abraham had Isaac laid out on the altar. He had a knife in his hand. He was ready to bring it down and an angel of the Lord had to stop him and said, don't harm the boy. But it was an angel of the Lord that stopped him because God had asked them to do it. And so he followed God. Deuteronomy 5.29 Oh, that their hearts would be inclined to fear me and keep all my commands always, so that I might go well with them and their children be my children forever. God wants to be your father. God wants to be with you. Now all is heard, this is Ecclesiastes 12, now all is heard, there is a conclusion of the matter. Fear God, keep his commandments, for this day, for this duty is to all mankind. It says that fearing God leads to a blessed life. A reward for humility and the fear of the Lord is riches in honoring God. You know there's times when you've been really obedient to God and he's answered your prayers. And there's times when you couldn't get God to do anything for you because he just wasn't happy with you. Sometimes it takes real humility. It's very hard sometimes for us humans to be that humble. But it's a necessary requirement. Whoever fears the Lord has secure fortress for their children and it will be their refuge. Fear the Lord at the foundation of life. Psalm 34, 9. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, and those who fear him lacking nothing. Psalm 33 says, But the eyes of the Lord are those who fear him, those who hope he has an unfailing love to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. And the last bit we have, scene four, fear of God into a deep and profound worship. Praise the Lord, all that fear him. Honor him, all you descendants of Jacob. Show him reverence, all you descendants of Israel. I saw another angel, this is in Revelation 
14. I saw another angel flying through the sky, carrying the eternal good news to proclaim to the people who belong to the world, to every nation, tribe, and language, and people. Fear God, he shouted. Give glory to him, for the time has come when he will sit and judge. Worship him who made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all the springs of water. Then we have Revelation 15, verse 3. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy, and the nations will come and worship before you in the righteousness of your heart. Let's all stand. Let's lift our arms to heaven. And let's just worship on God this morning for a while before we dismiss. Just just worship on God. Just yourselves worship Him. Let Let you cry out to worship God so much that the windows of heaven just open up and pour out blessings. And as you look up, you can see the angels and that whole multitude just rejoicing with you as you worship him. Let your prayer, let your heart and spirit as they are engulfed in God's presence.